warm welcome back to Beyond the Norm podcast. Delighted to have Jacqueline Campion Banks on this week's episode. Um, my first guest for my new podcast, um, a long time coming. I have been uh, following Jacqueline and her story, um, her stories on Instagram. Um, and I'll share all the links on this episode. Um, and just watching her growth probably around the same time as my own you know since we both qualified from coaching um four years well four and a half years ago now and just yeah how authenticity and just her inspiring her own journey um just i think you'll all really really get so much from this conversation uh, it's over an hour so it's perfect for journeys a good old walk um or maybe you might list, listen to it over a course of a few days so um yeah uh, enjoy it and i'd love to hear and i'm sure jacqueline would love to hear your feedback um on her story and be sure to follow her as well on instagram as i said the links are all in um in this episode thank you so much very warm welcome to you Jacqueline I am so delighted you said yes to coming on my beyond the norm podcast um I think you and I were so lucky to have met each other which I think it's five years ago and we were both training to be a coach um and serendipity brought us together through uh, mad circumstances um in particular on the course that you and I went through a void a deep voyage of discovery um so here we are five years later and we haven't had a chat in those intervening years so I think there'll be a lot of learning and discovering how we've both been in those years but thank you so much Jacqueline for coming on thank you Norma thank you so much for asking me like I was just delighted like you know I was just like this is thank I was like Jane I hope we can bring something I was like no present moment but no I'm just delighted that you asked and yeah no I'm looking forward to it because like you said like I actually just came across a photograph from our graduation it was your 40th birthday I think it was yeah, and I have a photo yeah. I actually going to send it on to you because Aww. you're beaming at the table and everyone brought the cake out and I was like Janie yeah like uh, uh, there has been a lot of evolution and navigating and high times and low times between that so thank you for having me not at all from one podcaster to another oh stop Um, I know except you're you're a proper one I'm like (laughs) as I was saying to Jacqueline before I started recording um this this voyage on this particular beyond the norm podcast has been a slow voyage but the world is definitely telling me to slow down and what will be will be and there's a lot of acceptance so um, Jacqueline, you're my first guest on Beyond the Norm on this episode. So um chuffed that it's you. And I love um for those that are listening, Jacqueline's wearing orange as well. So just that um uh, chakra orange, I suppose, love that's been poured into the, the virtual room between the two of us. It's beautiful. That thank is. you. Well, thank you. Well, no pressure now for being the first. No, I uh, know, but you stop, stop. Come here, tell us, tell me about you and for the listeners. Give us a, an intro to who you are. And what who, you're am, who am I? Always a powerful question. Okay, so I mean, who am I? My name is Jacqueline Campion Banks now. So I Campion now, Banks. So I've congratulations. New married woman. The J. I was like, I sound like the JCB, but I was like, look, I, I haven't. <laughs> I've not dropped Campion at the moment. I, I no. I'm not sure where I want to go. So my name is Jacqueline Campion Banks. I am. Um, 
I mean, I'm working. I okay. Yeah, as you mentioned, I have a podcast. I started a podcast. I think a few years ago now. It's called Calling It Out. It's dedicated to calling out all the bullshit in your head, um, and just dedicated to just learning how to make life easier for ourselves, navigating through emotional distress. Um, I work um in a family run center with my parents which is probably a little bit beyond the norm um it definitely is <laughs> so um I work in the merino therapy center my mom's founded the center over 30 years ago and oh, I'm wow. working there as an eating stress practitioner and a recovery coach and um, we specialize in the area of eating distress or how most people refer to it as um, more familiar but maybe eating disorders um suicide self-harm emotional distress just working with human beings trying to kind of work with them so they can kind of free themselves and make life uh, learn how to live life without using self-destruction and self-harm as a coping mechanism so that's that's all I've ever known really so it was interesting mm. I asked my friend and I said Norma sent a question about like what is it maybe that's something that's a bit like beyond the norm and she was kind of like looking I was like where do we start it's like you know you're I suppose this is all I've ever known so yeah mm. I'm, I'm a recovery coach Um, I've been working in this area as I said what 13 years I have my own personal recovery journey so not just the professional side of things but personally um have my own experiences with freeing myself from like eating distress and self-harming behaviors of lots of different areas and yeah I'm just really passionate about like behaviors not being a problem but being information and um I that's I, I'm a drummer I um, yes you I'm, are that's our I longest. am it I yeah I'm 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 a drummer and that's taken me years to be able to say that and that's been a journey with music in itself huge so yeah I that's the thing that that's the first things that come to mind that's who I am at the moment um yeah that's that's, thank you and there's so much within that and you talk about you know eating distress and yet the word that comes to mind is like how you digest when somebody tells you who you are because it's like a digestion isn't it um so thank you because there's so much within your story um that that we can go and I suppose my curiosity will go straight to what why did your mum get into that and and was it a part of your journey or yeah in terms of how you came about to be the amazing family that you are now helping so many people well thank you for that um yeah I mean like my mom um so she is originally from Czechoslovakia and Czech Republic now but she it's it's a bit of a story and she's quite a woman in herself but I suppose through the jigs and reels of it um mom had her own personal experiences so she escaped communism illegally and had a bit of a journey she had her own experiences with eating distress um she tried to take her life at least three times in her own experiences so mm-hmm. very much so it was just within her she she moved to Ireland she met my dad she started training in this area training in therapy and like this is you're talking about 1991 wow. Wow. like this yeah. is a time where like really you're talking about the study of like abnormalities you're talking about electric shock treatment just being part oh, of I can, you know horrific. like so yeah. Yeah. So I suppose um, how she came about was like her own personal, her own personal passion for for freedom. And mm. it was specializing in the area of eating stress. And she published the book Hope. And that's always been a huge kind of 
um, foundation of a lot of the work that we're doing in Merino, it is about that hope because especially mm-hmm. with like suicide, self-harm and eating distress and eating disorders, like hope is not sometimes the first thing that comes to mind. No. So mom, mm-hmm. mom set it up and like, look, to be honest, I had my own personal journey at home. Um, you know, like, so she like, I mean, that's the thing about anybody even listening to like their their family. Like my parents had a center that was helping people recover from eating distress, but I had my journey at home. And that mm-hmm. was interesting for my mom to navigate and me to navigate. It was a very confusing time. My mom didn't want to put too many labels because didn't want me to attach them too much. You know, it was, mm-hmm. I suppose it's only in reflection. It was a confusing time, but I, she was indirectly working on my recovery with me I didn't accept it for a very long time do you know like I was having yeah. none of that I and what was, age were you Justin um my mom wouldn't like I, I my earliest memories would have been about like five six seven like having a high level of discomfort like within myself and a high level of like discomfort and fear around like um food and mm. like even different textures or the idea of things like I just so that was it was very very early on for me and um, my mom always says even before that she would have noticed that there was always this like high sensitivity like even as a young mm. baby like just mm. quite distressed and yet hypersensitive so I suppose I was indirectly working on the recovery when I when I got to around maybe 15 16 first of all I remember kind of just from a place of stubbornness like when mm. My mom was so like, I mean, like, obviously I'm so grateful now, but like it absolutely did my head in like stuff. Of course. I was just like, seriously, like woman, like is everything a bloody metaphor for life and all this kind of, it just, I I had no time for it. So I literally kind of started the recovery journey out of like stubbornness because I was like, okay, I'll do all the things that you're saying and I'm going to show you that this isn't going to work because like, Mm -hmm. this is something different that I'm experiencing and you don't get it, you know? So bit of a thick head on me uh, the good news is, is that it actually did work very well um but I had a lot of ups and downs and backs and forths like when I was 16 I was I remember 15 I was watching The Secret you know and like this is like yeah 2005 I think so that's 15 is about like whatever good few years ago yeah um and then I remember just reading into that more the master key um about just getting really interested in it at that time about my thinking but you had to go on that journey yourself versus yeah. your mother telling you, to- you know, totally. it's, it's, like, it's classic coaching, isn't it? Like telling oh, versus asking. 100%. You know. I was mm. allergic to so much. I was so yeah. allergic to it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I just started then, yeah, ups and downs, took it upon myself. And um, then as I got a little bit older, 19 and 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 like when I ended kind of finishing off college and stuff like that that's when I was like okay I, I was able to kind of utilize the support systems a little bit more like yeah. family and all of those things and everything that mom had there um to, and, and dad to help me with but um yeah it wasn't just like look no journey is is a straight line but um yeah it was I, I can't even remember the first question but that's how we got into it. and then yeah eventually then I just like I didn't want to work in this area do you know for a very long yep. time because it was a journey in itself but um but here I am now doing it for 13 years and I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else do you know so and it's within those 13 years I'm sure there's there's so much that we'll we'll digest and unpack within that and obviously part of those five years before within that 13 years that I that I met you um but back to I suppose that you know you said it yourself you know you were telling your friend like what about my life was you know beyond the norm and there's so much within that even having a mother not from Ireland you know you know and and then with her unique story and coming from 
you know, the whole communist regime, which is again, very topical again for, I'm sure for your mom and her family right now as well. Yeah. That growing up, did you, outside of, I suppose, the food alone, did you feel different where you grew up? I always felt like different. I always felt like a black sheep. Like I always felt like I was that, ugly duckling kind of loner on the sides like I had a very strong voice within my head like the the bully within my head I I never really remember a time feeling like I belonged and like there was different it, it wasn't like again even like mom like yeah like not having your even your classic Irish mammy like the way the whole culture within my home was different mom like it was different as well like mom was building her business like she was Mm. like she built that and then dad came on board so the structures were different as well like even back Mm. then like the role of like like what mom was doing as a woman it was so Mm. against the grain and um but yeah against her peers in her neighborhood were not oh like hurting businesses or like we would we just only when I talk to Craig sometimes like we did so many different things and I was exposed to so many wonderful cultures and everything like that but yeah I I always felt really different I always felt like there was something wrong with me um that sense of belonging took me a really really long time and I suppose that's like on the outside looking in, you would think, Jesus, if she was a bar of chocolate, she'd only be sure to eat herself, do you know, like, because I, I, it was so unconscious. But looking back, I was like throwing shapes left and right and center class clown, like, like a chameleon to any set. And you put me into like absolutely completely disconnected from myself, lost, like absolutely lost. But um. I just I unconsciously just decide like no one's getting in here to kind of find out what's going on within me. But then another part of me was so desperate. I wish people knew. So, yeah, I I just always felt like I wasn't good enough. And it's it's it, I it's still emotional for me to talk about because that part of me, like you think Janie, she just like, I, I you know, I still talk to her and nurture her mm. and check in with her sometimes. But like the the way that. I spoke to myself and the beliefs I had about myself, they were off the mm. walls. Like they were just mm. bonkers. But um, you know, it's it's like you said, moving through the discomfort, it's made me everything that I am today. Mm. Like, um, mm. but yeah, that feeling different, it's a it's a cripplingly lonely place to be, and it's hard to verbalize, especially when you've got it in a, at such a young age as well. Mm. Very young, like as you said, but it's the there's a lot of I suppose you in in your recovery to you know overcome everything that you've overcome you it sounds like you know in the teenage years where you push it away and then we you know have the exhibition of like just trying to belong even though it doesn't come out that way in fact you're probably seen as a a rebel or you know but as the time comes on it's like the friend you become the most friendly with is 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 that voice inside you because you start really really checking and going what does she need that she has had to do that? You know, and I think if you had said that to us five years ago when we were starting the coaching, you'd be like, I'll go out of that. You know, for me anyway, it was definitely a process and I've gone back and I did like even in the last 12 months, I've done 12 months of Gestalt therapy. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I know it sounds cliche for us coaches to 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 unpack some of the stuff, but for us, we had to do that because now we're, we're in the presence of our clients and our coaches that need you know 
to go through what we did, I suppose, and and really, really see the impact of the programming, the programming that we got as children, you know, yeah. um, to make us feel that way. And you said you, you said the word about belonging. Yeah. And I think it's the one thing I see now as the fallout of COVID um, where people lost those connections and now they don't feel they belong anywhere, whether yeah. it's fa- whether they've estranged from family or networks or even your system of, you know, a team where you're, you're not working, you know, you work from home, how we all crave to belong. Yeah. And we don't know that as a teenager, you know, but how we do certain things and habits or beliefs just to belong, even though, as you say, you were craving for somebody to ask you, were you okay? But but if they said it, you'd be like, go out of that. Yeah. Yeah. totally and like even what comes up when you're speaking there is like it's that word connection you know like that and Mm. we we I think you know I feel so you know for want a different word privileged gifted delighted that I'm in a space where like I'm so aware even through the last two years of like checking in on myself like that but like we have so much to unlearn now from the last never Mm. mind what was happening for people before the last two years but like the connection that's why like I just go out like and even for today I felt a little bit just you know the body getting prepared for the unknown coming on today a little bit like nervous excited same thing happening but like I just go out and for me like it's these little human connection walks that I'm just like right go out make eye contact say hello and it's 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 all for me like sometimes I'll go and buy a coffee just so I can maybe have a contact with somebody do you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it is that belonging, you know, and getting a sense of like what that looks and feels like for you and, you know, and how you can create it yourself. You don't have to wait for X to happen, but, you know, skip the middleman and learning how to create and nurture that sense because when connection, you feel connected, yeah, when you have that sense of belonging and connection and like, that's like you're being held, like you're being held at sense of safety, security. And then when you've got that there, regardless of what your foundations and, you know, or what your surroundings are, what what you can what you can grow from that space. And it's it's all simple things like, you know, yourself, even listening when like when I'm like watch your journey and listen to you and with the podcast and thing, like even with the sea and, and how you're learning to slow down. I've actually taken a lot from even what you share about slowing down making space for connection i'm 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 blabbling on now but no but it's so true and and i and i had it this morning i hadn't been in in 10 days and i met my swim group and i love to swim with them because we stop and whether it's we take a photograph together or today was like let's go for a cup of coffee that there's other people i swim with and they're like in and out and they're gone and i'm like what about the settling and the calm that comes afterwards and that's where I get the sense of belonging to that group or you know we've belonged to the sea for my god was it cold this morning you know so it's like there's loads of different as you say connections um but I love what you said because living alone during COVID the only people that I might see is somebody out on the beach that would smile and nod yeah and there was a part of you that was like oh I'm alive I'm alive they've said hello to me you know because I mightn't have had that like it might you might be on calls all day but not an in-person human connection that somebody smiled at you or said nodded and or said how are you or you know god the the weather's manky we forget that those things are so important and as Irish people we are naturally good at those things so be good at them you don't know where you meet and have a connection with someone that you might be the only person that smiled and nodded to them all day so you know it's so important 
like I, I really don't think people value I didn't anyway I don't think I valued it enough pre-COVID that I do now I'm like you out in my walks giving the nods going well how's it going you know like <laughs> like it's li- so important it's the simple things and you don't realize the impact that can have we do we talk so much about you know even so su- like as I said coming back to even like suicide and suicidal mm. ideations like hang on let's bring it back to simplicity talking more about life than death and we have these l- wonderful opportunities to actually just simple connections I count them like I I, I, I like turn it into a little game so I'm counting how many smiles I got nods I got I've got different categories you know yeah. and if someone stops it <laughs> see oh I, no. it, because no. play is so important for me as well yeah. play yeah. lightness having a laugh so I'll come back and I say I've got this many not comparing but just yeah it, it, playing it's so important to be playful and lighten up yeah. Jesus Christ not a single shred of evidence to prove that life has to be so serious serious yeah. you know and I, I fully I know agree it's easier said than done but maybe like it, yeah. it takes practice it's a muscle isn't it 100 so when you see a client and I suppose you know you and I know know sometimes people will come and show us our own stuff um but you've you've come through the journey now you know and and beautifully you know blossoming in where you are right now how do you sit with people that are going through that emotional distress and be there for them knowing what you know well what what comes to mind even when you're saying the question there is that like I would kind of shelve the knowing what I know and starting with the actually like you said they're just actually sitting there like sometimes I would describe Mm -hmm. like sessions for me like I don't know where I begin and the client ends sometimes like it's just like it's a very like it sounds a bit off the wall but like it's just this like it's like magic sometimes the things that are happening Mm -hmm. when you're just with someone and just have holding that space from that like just not like just I suppose like I'm so privileged when people are bringing that and I suppose just how do I I, I'm just present there like I just because for me personally I see and I just think it's the most beautiful thing is that raw human emotion that vulnerability Mm. you know and I Mm. like that hits me at my core and that level like I feel emotion come up my body when I talk about that because Mm. that kind of connection is just incredible like that's filling your cup up and it might sound fun funny that it's like a distress but it's it's not it's it's even just that space that that sacred space where someone is allowing themselves to be fully seen and fully heard and I'm like Mm. this is like it's like a whole unconscious experience so like I I would shelve what I know years ago if you're talking to me maybe 13 years ago I'd be like right okay this is what we do and like look you know yourself like I sometimes I'm like Jesus I just want to apologize to some of the clients that I maybe saw to you at the beginning you'd be lucky to get out of a session with me like you know be like but hang on there one more thing and try you know it's like Jesus Christ but like I think that's it especially now more than ever like actually that like continuing kind of growing with the like the listening and I suppose the, the the privilege that I have is that I have the hope that like I have the privilege yes. of seeing yes that there this this can be temporary this feels like the end but this I get so excited then as well because I'm like this is the beginning this is magic gonna be happening here so like that's so cool and then when you see clients then starting to like oh geez I thought you were a bit of a, a loop job there now you're getting <laughs> saying where freedom could be fun but like geez I'm starting to get now and I'm like 
yeah it's this is so like and you, you know, could feel your energy oh. how you could energize that room with them that they probably have not felt energy like that maybe it's ever in their lives magic yeah like mm. so like I suppose how do I do it it's just it's letting go and surrendering to, to like what is and not jumping in there and just kind of sitting back and I don't I I'm I, I can't really answer the question really simply of course but like no I I, I and I, I wouldn't want you to <laughs> yeah, to practice that but it's it's <laughs> it's just magic I mean the people that I see like they I don't know I think I don't know what I'd be doing without them do you know like what you see what you witness on a daily basis yeah what I love about when I follow your page um and it's it's not just you know people overcoming emotional um uh and I suppose the eating distress and this is suicidal ideation but I love that you talk about hope and recovery and and it's like so many other things and where I can associate having endometriosis that you don't have it for life or you were talking about you know how your mother labels and things like that how she was not trying to label you as a child because she knows the impact of that and it's like any dis-ease you know um I read a beautiful thing yesterday about, you know, somebody, somebody said, oh, well, I have cancer. It's like, no, no, your body has cancer right now, but there is a hope and a recovery. And it's the same with what you talk about. Um, I think far, the pharmas and, you know, medicine would love to say, well, now there's your stamp now and you have that for life. And you, 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 then you start living your cells and already know that, you know, well, you know, I have, you know, emotional you know, disorder, as you say, that's what it was called before. And um, and that they're labeled with these things. And then I, even when I was diagnosed with endometriosis, whatever, years ago, it was like, I started, I caught myself, thankfully, quite early on. It's like, my body has it. And, you know, I'm not associating fully with it or embracing with it. And now I thankfully can say I had it, you know, past tense. But like how, how you're, that's why you and your mom and your family and your father and your business has been so successful is because you, I'm not saying you sell hope, you actually are living proof of hope and, um, and recovery. And there's not everyone in your industry is like that. I would say, is that would I be right? Yeah. Like, and I mean, look, as I said, like this, this is all I've ever known. And I suppose we've, we've come a long way. We've come a long way, but Mm. we have quite some way to go. And like the, the 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 mental health industry like there's more egos in there than you'd think and and you know like like I wouldn't be always the most politically correct but like yeah it is about hope and recovery because unfortunately like I'm still hearing people talk about like well I know I have to live with this for the rest of my life and and, and you're kind of thinking and like I said there's a school of opinion like that referred to as like a cancer of the mind like there is a solution here like this doesn't have to be just like you know, and the, the the conversation around you know there's a time and place for medicine, but like that, like it's all just such a political issue now as well. And people, because mm. that's why I've just decided to like remove myself a little bit from even getting into like going to these think tanks and stuff like that. Because Jesus, you just come away exasperated. I'm like, this is taken away from my energy that I want to be bringing to work with people. Like, do I want like if you spoke to me maybe ten years ago, I'd be like, yeah, part of me like want to be in like I always wanted to be making changes, but I'm like, you know what? Like, you have a choice here. Where am I going to put my energy today? And hope and recovery, 
I years ago would be saying that's so naive that's so fluffy like all this stuff for me to be honest with you I was like no I'm not into it very tree hugging hippie stuff but it is about hope and recovery there's always hope always hope and unfortunately like if not unfortunately it is about learning to nurture that and not to be afraid we're almost mm. afraid and you can see like nowadays like even like within what we consume there's almost this part of us that's afraid to be hopeful that it's naive mm. that it's and it's like but the like every thought that you're having is creating a different chemical reaction in your body right so like this is it's there's a science to it like it's not just like mm, massive neuroscience epigenetics everything that you and I are like so passionate about and is like energy changes energy you know the way like you were like years ago and I probably was a bit like you bullish you know kick the door down into a room and going oh yeah I want to make changes here <laughs> yeah. whereas now I'm like uh no I'm just going to change my energy and we'll see what happens because that's where the magic happens actually you matter you know I, I'm real obviously really 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 fallen in love with all Joe Dispenza's work this year and it's like matter doesn't change matter like you going into the room and me going into the room kicking down the door with like you know this is it must change you know it's like they're never going to change actually but my chemical I can there was a lot of I think for me it was a lot of self-anger actually in my you know probably teenage years and early 20s anyway yeah I went in I went to went into a room once at the start of an NLP course around maybe 15 years ago and your mom was like geez you've got very sharp edges there Norma (laughs) and it was like that I was angry but I wasn't angry at anyone else only myself you know and the the cur the the smoothing of the corners was all about really genuinely loving myself and that was the energy because that brings me on to the next question recovery and hope the action and the responsibility on the person because you can hold all that hope and recovery for them but you and I don't know the energy comes with moving forward or action so for yourself you had to move forward and you had that action but how do you help maybe a listener that might be impacted by some of these subjects um and you don't want to give advice so what types of actions have you seen that have changed the outcomes for people I always like to break it down to the three A's and awareness acceptance action and like if if the idea of action kind of freaks you out a little bit or you're like more than that or already have a bit of that brass neck like you were saying that kind of like no, I'm not into that like you know a bit much like just kind of stepping back and actually even just just bringing awareness like awareness is massive like non-judgmentally noticing and observing like what's even in your thinking and and, and not diagnose like there's a time and place for a diagnostic right then when it comes to even emotion even, but there's a time and place just to be like just get, like you said just getting curious like so the first thing I would be recommending just just bring awareness if you feel like there's maybe a distress there or there's a not good enough syndrome is that which I just would love it to be called really like a not good enough syndrome or there is a an unhelpful bully in your head there's a dictator within your mind that there's a lot of language that you use is I can't have to should need to just even bring an awareness to that about whether the thinking is helpful whether it makes you feel heavier light then it kind of moves into a space where it's like acceptance like that and that's one of my favorite quotes from the very beginning of 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 my journey with this stuff is like the paradox is only when you accept something can you change it and that's a real sense of like surrendering and letting go with like so many different things about even the way that you think or the way that you behave. I wish I was doing this and I should be doing. And you're just like, this is where I'm at. And and I that 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 kind of tick part to me for years. That kind of like that bully in the head being like, 
I'm not thought acceptance was settling because again, she's always fighting for something. You think, Jesus, when you take a day off for a second, do you know, like, is this your, is this fear or love that's driving this? You know, so I think that acceptance part where, like, really, even just like dropping, practicing, dropping down into the body of like, this can be temporary. Like this conditioning, this kind of programming, as you called it earlier on, this like unhelpful thinking. This can be temporary, and that the freedom, like freedom, is there. Freedom, freedom is about having a choice that you can have a choice, and that's like one of like a huge role model of of, of mine and my mom introduced me to her with with Edith Eager. Do you know like or mm-hmm. it is like mm-hmm. Jesus? Like you're, like this is within your mind. That's like what ED emotional distress and eating stress like. It's like you're you're in a concentration camp. Do you know you're putting your body through a concentration camp? There's a dictator in your mind. Like it is no short of that. And don't get me wrong, I would. It is it is so challenging this daily civil war, but there's a solution. So I think even that kind of awareness, acceptance, I would have always had to meet things with a sense of aggression and urgency. And it's just like letting go, taking a breath. Like I, that's still something I'm working on. And I always get information from my body and, and my breath about where I'm at. So like, I think awareness, acceptance, and then kind of going, okay, well, what kind of actions could I take? That's even just like, okay, how, like you said, that part of me that's experiencing that, what do they need at the moment? You know what am I know like what options have I got here what are my choices what's one thing I could do for myself today like actions don't have to be these big it's it's oh monumental it's, it could be it, I'm taking the next four breaths intentionally you know just making yeah. moves Nora. and that's what, one thing I'm mm. really passionate about is just making moves detaching sometimes from these outcomes and just kind of going what little moves can I be making I love just making little moves there's a little move there Mm. and like even little gentle sentences or eye contact with somebody or getting out of your head and saying hello it sounds really fluffy and the intellect is going to be like dying inside being like the shame the shame oh the shame so I mean I'd go awareness acceptance and then explore an action a little bit you know love that I love that because and, and I love the way the I love the way you talk about the slowing down. I think we live in a world and I definitely have it working for who I work for. It's the productivity, like, you know, um, but we all know you and I had to go through that huge level of awareness and acceptance before you could move into action phase. I think of myself now, actually, <laughs> I'm dying to get going to get fit after all the surgeries and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, the old me is like, come on come on you know get moving get you know and it's like actually the real big thing right now is to actually to learn that I am not who I was even even four years ago three years ago you know and accepting where I'm at now loving her and being really proud of oh wow your body's done great things here it is healing and then I know the action will come but there's the the society telling us to hurry the fuck up you know um like um why aren't you moving faster you know and the people we are you know the the anxious over overachievers in our minds are like but you should be better by now you should be able to do more and you're comparing the as you say that kind of inner dictator I love um not that I love that person but that 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 dictator in us that is telling us that we need to do things by a certain date or a timeline um and that's all blocks like it's just not useful especially in a recovery situation exactly and you see that's the thing about even like like you said it's the language and this is the thing that mom's like taught me over the years about like 
it's the language of freedom. Freedom is also a language and the words that we're choosing to use. Like you said, they used, okay, I'm noticing myself, should not know of myself. You're talking about the sea swim. How many, I have to get down. To, and you probably see it. I have to get down to the 40 foot. Then I have to go and do this. And then you're like, wait, hang on, lads. Where's the part where we stop? And like, and this is, and and I would have been, mm. I'm doing this, I'm doing, and then I'm going to do my journal and then I'm going to do meditation. And you're like, well, <laughs> I, I think you've missed a beat somewhere. And that's why it's kind of like just, yes celebrate and don't get me wrong I love a bit of action and I'm all about like it is about embrace responsibility and what can I be doing but the energy that you're bringing to it the language that you're using it's not what we're doing but how we're doing it and the language that we can be using Mm. around it that's where you're making moves and you're learning to give yourself credit for that which also kills the intellect because you're like really you're gonna give yourself credit for that (laughs) okay (laughs) okay I mean that's so true I um I do this meditation group um maybe once or twice a week and I caught myself saying there recently God I have to do that <laughs> and I was like well now Norma that takes the whole defeats the whole thing of like I have to should you know and you're like I know come here catch it but I think it is like you and I will definitely say coaching has taught us a lot of those things to stop and reflect more on the why you know um and more well that's not going to help me but so easy as you you and I are still have those personalities that have go 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 so you know when when you do catch that that the have to should does and you talked about at the start as well that you see it in clients on a classic example of when you're running through the motion of those things how do you approach it now that you mightn't have done differently how do I approach which now sorry so that that type of caring and stopping and you know when you when you find yourself in the action mode I how do I do it now so one thing that comes to mind is that yeah like my body gives me a lot of information so it's just Mm. something it's it's part of me I mean for so long I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole then where you can kind of get a little bit of over analysis where you're thinking everything's a bloody problem do you know what I mean (laughs) everything's connected to some sort of childhood conditioning and you're like (laughs) this trauma exhausting (laughs) so how I approach it now like look I, I I like doing things I like creating things so let's say for example this year I, you know, with the, with the podcast, I only do the podcast when it feels mm. like the right time. And mm. I'd say I've dragged the, you know what, out of the pod, like, you know, you'd get a season here and then you've got to, you know, and like, you know, yourself. Yeah. Because I, when I started it, I thought I was booking in every, I was, I, it turned into a have to and a need to. And I thought, no sorry yeah. this is and it's and it yeah. comes Brilliant down to example. a lot of trusting yeah. it comes down to trusting I think it's about mm. like stop slow down simple thinking I, I love alliteration and, and simplicity right yeah. so three a's or three s's stop slow down simple thinking and instead of the why my mom has this her her Czech accent is getting stronger over the 30 years and she often says for what for what are you doing this so I just like to sometimes <laughs> even think in her accent for what I'm like yeah actually because sometimes my why I can be going down a rabbit hole so I'm like for what and it brings the lightness back in Love it. but I think yeah. when you're like what's not happening when you're rushing what's not happening like you know and am I am I making this choice out of fear or love and if I'm saying yeah, I'm making I a choice that. out of fear yeah. I'm like right this is really uncomfortable and I want to just claw my I, I'm really uncomfortable but no like what's the, like this isn't going to be helpful 
you yeah, know? So I love that one. Fear or love. It's like there's two motivations in the world. Are you being motivated by fear or love? I that's it. I it's not everyone you can use it on, but for yourself, it's a brilliant one. Like, you know, what are we doing here? Is this fear or love? And so much as as women who live in the Western world about our bodies, they have to, you know, um, yeah. and the comparative. And that's so out of fear. Like that's such out of pace of fear. It's there's absolutely ourselves know it too like at a cellular level they know it's fear like the motivation to have to go and do something because I need to look a certain way you know like on so many levels like even like with our bodies even with our cycles and you know you've mentioned before obviously in terms of your journey with endometriosis or even from the very beginning where like you know even getting your period and like your menstrual cycle and like no one even teaching you that like you're not capable of the same things like I've had sessions where I actually had to like I'd really bad time with those things and I'd have to just I'd have to leave a set like the, my body shut down because of the level of pain it was in so I'd be on like I've had a couple of interesting times with it and that's exactly it's even like tuning in with your body working with it mm. connecting with it listen and you see, like like you said if there's such a level of intimacy and connection with the, like the intimate the connecting with this that that's so much we're not it's like learning to, to kind of go this is so much more maintainable you know even when you're talking about like even with your movement you're like this is slower than maybe my because my mind I think my mind will always be like it's just a little bit more it go it does go a little bit faster but it's just much easier I don't get as involved in it anymore you know I just kind of watch it where yeah. it's like yeah totally encouraging us to kind of go and tune in with the body letting the body be the guide and that like you said, bringing awareness to like, we're not always taught that, you know, even ads for, you know, you're like, get out there and conquer the world. And you're like, look, she's a hot water bottle there. Slow down. Slow I know. down. And there's so many women, I, uh, and I definitely have some women in mind to interview in this podcast that it is, it's honoring our cycles and not just honoring just because, you know, the world says today, you said you were going to run a marathon, but then you got your period. Yeah. You know, what does your body actually need? So, you know, I, I, I just, I love that somatic leveling of the body because it does give us information. Um, and when we don't listen to us, what happens? And yeah. the the stress and the, the pressures that we put on ourselves because we're not going inward. Um, it brings me on to that question um, and you kind of started to kind of cover it is, um, what are you really proud of yourself on your journey? um well one thing that comes to, there's two things that come to mind with it it's like bouncing back and and keeping going and that might sound kind of like a paradox to what I was just saying before so like the last couple of years like I mean in the last year I have I had an opportunity to really dig really deep like deeper than like but I you know like in in in, in a cool way like and I think um yeah I mean like look just became subjected to online like abuse and, and trolling and stuff like that and like that mm. was something I wasn't expecting right and why I'm saying that is that like that was probably my worst fear getting found out so part of me still like felt like Jesus a bit of a like not just imposter syndrome but like Jesus what if I get called out here and I got absolutely called out and it was probably the best thing that has happened to me past my own experiences like with distress because it really like good shit makes good fertilizer and I was thinking okay I can fall and I and it was really challenging it was really really challenging it was a time where I thought it was the end of me in lots of different ways and I'm really proud 
that I took a step back and I kind of looked at my choices about how I could respond to this. And the body is like a cat going to the vets. It's so uncomfortable, that kind of thing where you're like, get mm. me out of here. I don't want to do this. And I suppose that's really I am quite I, I am quite proud of that, because if someone told me that that was going to happen to me, maybe 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, I'd absolutely go into a panic being like, I won't be able to handle that. But underneath every fear is the fear that you can't handle it. And it's actually like you actually can handle whatever is thrown at you. And now I'm thinking it's it's melted so many of my fears personally and professionally that I'm just like. It's like the worst happened. Oh, literally the worst thing. And like I'm sometimes like, oh, God, the person like, you know, people, I don't know what way they behave. I'm like, oh, they're, and like if they listen, I'm just like, like genuinely grateful for it and it's look it's not it's a it's an ongoing thing it's not something that's going to go away overnight but I'm just like that's there's something one of my, my second favorite quote is that there is something within you greater than any obstacle I think it's Christian D. Larson and I've had it on my computer since I was about 15 and it's so fucking true say I think it again say it again there's something within you greater than any obstacle and I think resilience has become a dirty word over the while because sometimes people mm. are like, well, they're not about to be. But and this might sound paradoxical between between like being gentle with ourselves. But like I. I really like the word resilience and I and 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 I've really learned about a real recipe for it, but like you can. You can build re- resilience from this place of like warmth and, and, and comfort and like in a real soft kind of way, not in that kind of aggressive, harsh. Yeah, way. but. But you know what it is? It's feminine strength. That's what That's I hear from you. Yeah. Like, like it's strong, but not your traditional strong. It is. There's a kindness to the strength or something. Is there, that, That's what totally. I hear within you. When you talking there, I was like, wow, that's you're so strong. Not in a like a oh God, you're so strong, but it's more it's a gentle feminine strength. You know, we you know, um, I love that quote, you know, uh, when we look at it's only female and male human species that we say, you know, a female's weak. Whereas if it was a, a cheetah running after you, would you ask, is, is it a male or a female cheetah? It's still a fucking cheetah running after you. Whereas the, the female of our species, whereas what you talk about there is a genuine strength. I, 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 that's what I felt when you spoke there. Yeah. And like part of me thinks about like, oh, should, again, listening to the, that part of me goes, oh, should you give that any airtime? And I'm like, you know, it's not the situation, but it was the response. And that's the thing about like, you know, the fear of fear itself, you know, just learning to melt that whatever. There's mm-hmm. always a solution. There's always hope. And there is something within you. And it gave me an opportunity to go deeper and really be honest with myself about like, how OK am I with people maybe not being OK with me? And that's a that's given me I'm I'm still only that's a, that's new to me at the moment a little mm. bit that that level that it's gone to so I'm playing with that you know and I've I'm um yeah I'm, but also I'm ex- it's the opposite of belonging right what we were talking about <laughs> at the start it's like knowing that to really feel safe not everyone needs to like us and we don't need to belong to that tribe because we've other tribes that we belong to and we feel safe with them but not every place in the world we're going to feel safe or who we're around with or equally they won't like us yeah but we're okay and that's okay like that's actually and that's not just a word that's a full-bodied experience Mm. at the moment and I'm not saying I feel that 100% of the time all the time but when I check in but like that's a that's that's an embodiment and it's something that I'm 
just yeah starting to to play with and have fun with and opens up so many doors and it keeps things so fucking simple because yeah. it is just about keeping it simple whatever the situation yeah. that you're experiencing I agree I agree thank you for sharing that um so what are your future plans then what's 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 coming down the tracks for you that's so funny just when you ask me that question I just I have a lightness about it uh what are my future plans come here personally we'll just I I don't even even know you know like Mm -hmm. there's there's a magic in the unknown really for me and yeah like what are the future plans taking it day by day taking it hour by hour sometimes like with work we've got really I'm I'm gonna go back recording the podcast you know the, like the wedding I was like look just one project at a time um, <laughs> exactly. yeah I'm getting excited to go back re-recording I've new like because if like you said you said before but like I like I'm the same I need a little notebook for every little project and um, my mom myself and my mom are actually going to be doing like an intensive program um a little intensive freedom program abroad in Lanzarote next April so that's like amazing yeah like we went over in summer and just started like the island is just such powerful it's just such energy oh my god so that's really exciting that's where we're just gonna like throw a lot of creative energy and just we're kind of working on that and like because it's just look it's just it's 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 a passion project for sure um yeah and just keep chipping away like I I don't know what the future holds but I think if you just keep checking in with yourself regularly tuning in with yourself and just seeing how you're going and what you need at that time I'm excited about the future I get I get I get it brings up strong emotion for me do you know there's magic Mm. in the unknown um but I but I don't know exactly what's there for me so but there's a trusting there's a trusting that it's you know, there's a trust within you that it's you don't need to worry about it because it's happening. Yeah, just making moves like with anything, even like with, with family or things like that. I was like, I'm I'm not getting bogged down by these things. We're just going to be making moves. Personally, just continue to work with the clients that I'm working with. Like it's that's that's it's just this magic really in in the work that like we're doing. And it sounds so cliche, but Jesus, like just stops in your track sometimes in the, the oh, level I'd of gratitude say. the level yeah. of gratitude you have you know what you what did you have the privilege of seeing with people so yeah I let you know and within that and I know you've spoken a little bit about it but what are you doing for yourself maybe daily to support yourself or weekly and I, no. and I know you've spoken about some of us getting into yeah. the body no. your your walks and your music we haven't talked about your drumming yeah so I haven't actually like I had to take a break from a lot of different things like so even with music like but for even for today just even listening to me like listening to music dancing drumming's going to be coming back um soon revisiting now after I said now that I've been married off this face there (laughs) um daily yeah just getting into nature like feeling the wind I'm so lucky that like I'm close to the sea like it's insane like a lot of journaling there's some days where I would journal four times a day three times a day yeah. sometimes it's once a day it depends on what I need sometimes I need to check on myself in an hour if there's something quite raw happening mm. or something I'm experiencing where I'm very 
you know, I just need a little bit more support. So I, I do. I, I talk to myself a lot in my writing and then I find just going out for these human connection walks, just saying hello. So if you see someone on the seafront down in Clontarf, you think that that must be your one, Jacqueline. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I just did that today. And Wave, like, say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say hi. But um, yeah, that's I, I just keep it quite simple, like. Mm. I think, you know, I suppose I'm still processing what I've experienced the last two weeks. I've been surrounded yeah. by so much so love. Much love. So, your wedding. so much yeah. love and so much connection. Um, yeah, just that's really my relationships, my friends, my my now husband, my family, and just just writing and talking to myself regularly. Yeah, but it's like that you had that point in time in your life where your cup is that brimming over with love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, really special. Like, like that the, sounds amazing that was just pure like I'm still processing that it takes me time to process things but um mm. yeah a, a lot of a lot of love it can really kind of stop you in your tracks like you know um yeah so yeah just just keep making moves and checking in honestly it's 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 just humbling and inspiring in the same breath to listen to that because you know you're you're so new in that taking in that all that information because yeah it's not it's not every day you get to talk to a bride two weeks after she got married so <laughs> I'm the lucky one here I'm the lucky one here um within that it's it's coming towards the end but who helps you you help others who helps you my husband no oh. um my parents and I have two I've got a I've got I haven't got many friends, but I have got two absolute rocks. Um yeah, living with me, I said it in my vows with Craig, it wouldn't be for the faint-hearted, but I have and I it, it, you know, I feel that the the my the relationships I have, you know, with Craig, like my mom is just like, I mean, I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we have our clashes but um yeah my my just close-knit my my close network um and Craig and and mom and dad and to be honest the people I work with as well like that's it like they can it sounds so cliche but they continue like working with people like on the daily like that you're thinking okay what inspiration to just feel the fear and do it anyway the mm. just raw courage from people and humanity on the daily it fucking sets my soul on fire like it's for them to walk into you to get to that level to have that courage to open the door they it must be off the chart so yeah like I'm very very privileged and yeah I think invest into your relationships I wouldn't have it's so important to be investing into your relationships you know they're not they're not always easy do you know but mm-hmm. they're so so worth it do you know mm-hmm. family friends and um, yourself ultimately as well but yeah the people around you there's a very non-simple answer to a simple question Norma I love it I love it that's that's again another reason why I chose you Jacqueline for this podcast that's if we, it was a yes no answer it would be like the shortest podcast <laughs> in the history of time That'd you won't get that you won't get that you won't get that here you won't no, get that here definitely not um one thing I suppose that comes to mind is how 
you and I trained as coaches together right five years ago as we said and how that changed us how has that enhanced you and your life your business you're living a life beyond the norm how has coaching supported that oh it's a game changer um it encourages you to continue to fully show up um for me even the continuous kind of development and that I, I embarked on the accreditation process and <laughs> I won't say finally right but it was that was a journey that that brought me to another dig and deep I went to the first group and um, I was said I, it brought up a lot of stuff for me on many different levels and it just continues cont- coaching continues to give me the opportunity to put me in a space where I can just go and do a little bit of polishing if, if I want to not because I need to or have to. I'm never going to be perfect. I'm not looking for that anymore. But it just gives me a really great opportunity to kind of go, here's somewhere you could support yourself a little bit more. Here's where you could be kinder to yourself. Here's maybe something. It's It's been a game changer. It's been mm. a game changer to really look at how I want to show up in the world, you know, because the world within gives the world without and it's completely impacted how I experience the world and the people that I meet in it um, mm. in a really, really wholesome way. You know, humanity so is just, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's Whole, been. That wholeness that we we can take the parts we want that makes us us, us who we are. That's why I think coaching gives you space for that. Totally. You, it's really embracing the uniqueness of you because you and I, like we and I, we got the exact same lecture, the exact same training, but you and I are very different coaches, but that's what makes us unique to us. And that's why you know, for you and your business, the people that come to you, the people, you know, it's all this room enough for all of us. You know, I think it's so important to say that because yeah. our energies attract the energies that are, are needed. Um, but that, yeah, I love that because we're already whole and we're already enough. I love the way, you know, uh, oh, McCabe, you know, you're not fixing anyone because they're not fucking broken. I fucking <laughs> love that, man. <laughs> yeah. Like and my husband had... knows, so it's OK. But yeah, he's just <laughs> sorry. Go on. Like he broke us and he built us up again, you know. Um, oh yeah. And I think exactly you were there the day he definitely broke me literally in two. And I would say the gratitude that I have for that experience because it rebuilt me up and it, it actually allowed me to approach even my mother's death differently. Um like but we had to be the bricks that were just all came tumbling down probably the day after that I coached you um, and I got some pretty hard feedback, but it was much needed, you know, and I began to embrace all the emotions that I wasn't being open for, you know, at that time, because I was in survival mode, couldn't breathe and I didn't breathe, you know, um, which the reality of that was how, that's why the Wim Hof method has become so massive in my life because I didn't breathe for like months, years, possibly, you know, and how, it's going back to everything you say. It's really simple. Like the breath is really simple. You don't have to make it complex. So, simple. Um, but yet so profound at the end of the day and how that can change a session when you're being present for your clients and, and myself when we're not. It's like how we just bring it back to the breath when our a human mind will always go on a little mad little marathon dash yeah. and you have to keep bringing it back. Yeah. I suppose to end it, if you could give 
our listeners something to help them embrace a life beyond the norm because all of us live a life beyond the norm because there is no such thing as normality but how would they really embrace their own uniqueness what would you have to say I mean how to embrace your own uniqueness like I always think we're all fabulously flawed do you know like the what what also comes to mind is like what's the alternative do you know like choose your heart a little bit you know you could you could it's not easy to it can be a challenge to be embracing your uniqueness and I think you've got a choice there you can continue to chip away and even your idea I always think it's funny I used to call myself perfectionist and I just think it's hilarious because I was obviously far from perfect I just think it's such a funny concept you're like I'm perfectionist you're like really um embracing the getting curious about what your expectations are of yourself and if they're working for you not about whether it's right or wrong but whether it's actually helpful or unhelpful you know removing this idea of good and bad because we all have gone down the scenic route you know even if you've gone straight down the m50 that scenic route is just waiting in the sidelines like hey (laughs) call in there at the junction 14 yeah 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 you think it's straight but like it is learning to like learning. I think it's learning. It's like you said, it's muscle. It's it's learning to practice seeing the beauty. And I think that's even on a daily basis. Like when you look out and it's like lashing rain and it's dark and it's cold, you know, go like and, and, and apply that even to yourself, like go and find the beauty in the world around you. So and then you can even practice to even like what are the parts that I actually like about myself? Like the things that I I, I used to criticize so many different parts of myself and I thought there was something wrong, but it's like you know maybe there's a strength in that maybe like how could I use that do you know like it's and I think it's a lot of acceptance it's and the word is easier to pronounce than practice sometimes but it's just even saying the word practice and acceptance what would it what would that like look like what would it feel like or how would I show up today if I was actually accepting myself accepting my body accepting my limitations accepting the weather outside you know just I think questions are more important than answers a lot of the time. And mm. I'd really encourage mm. listeners to just, you know, absolutely bathe in the curiosity of it, you know, and have fun with it as well. Not like trying to find mm. the answers because there's no problem. Like, there, Yeah, there is no problem. I love it. Jacqueline, you have been an absolute amazing first guest on this Beyond the Norm podcast. I am so grateful for who you are how you show up in the world because I know in what the magic that fell out of us coaching each other how it went on and helped me and that was because of you so thank you Jeez, thank you very much and I remember that day so it's amazing because of the level of presence like I remember that time and I remember even when I was speaking about my session and then how deeper it went and thank you so much like I hopefully I mean, look, I, I don't know what I've said today, but I, I hope there's something in it and someone could take something from it or thank you for we asking know, me. We know, we know they will. So thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you Shana. so much. 